in the game of basketball. Stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. Welcome, everybody. Alex Clancy and Matt Fish in studio, fresh off the NBA Legends World Conference. I think I said that probably 200 times when I was there. Uh, it was a great time out in Vegas. We're going to talk about everything that happened and uh, hot across the wire as well. The NBA is now moving the NBA All-Star Game from Charlotte. Um, th- they haven't disclosed where it's going to be moved to yet. They're talking maybe New Orleans, but that is not even close to for sure yet due to North Carolina's uh, anti-LGBT um, law. And we'll talk about what that is. We'll talk about all that stuff a little bit later. But uh, 888-346-9144, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Check out voiceamerica.tv. That is the TV side sister station to the rebound, or to the, uh, to the radio part of um, Voice America. And we had uh, the ability to get a lot of great content while we were out in Vegas uh, this past Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, so let's get right into it. So uh, for those of you that didn't listen last week, uh, the National Basketball Retired Players Association had their World Conference a couple days ago in Las Vegas uh, at the Mandalay Bay, and it's pretty much the culmination of everything that's been gone on that's gone on in the past year with the NBRPA. Uh, there were breakthrough sessions, breakout sessions, sorry, um, with the different speakers, with different um, former athletes. And uh, that's the that's the advertiser. Matt will give you a little bit more. Yeah. Well, of course, like we mentioned last week, the funnest part for me is to go back and see the guys fraternize. But beyond that, there's a variety of different things that we could do. And I'll give you some examples of what I did. They had a heart screening while we were there. But most of them had to be from the area because of legal things. But they had this heart screening where they took everybody through a variety of different uh, medical practices that would cost a lot of money and take you like a month to do. Yeah. And they did it like an hour and a half. And uh, But they allowed me to take my blood. They're going to give me a, a report on that. So that's cool. But uh, well, they're going to bring it down here to Phoenix next. So oh. they come down. The Phoenix, we're gonna have. I'm gonna do it here locally with all the you know, local NBA players and WNBA players here. But it's a great service that they did. I'm glad to see that they did that. Another one, that Ancestry.com there, and the first 60 people could come in and spit in the cup, and we did that. We spit. In the I cup. saw it. <laughs> And uh, I looked over and I saw Len Elmore spitting in a cup. And I'm like, did I just see that? So I went over there and signed up because they can tell you who you're related to, uh, up to a 98.9%. You know, I was like, hey, why wouldn't you do that? And then there's another one was Earcue was there and they were giving out free e- hearing uh, tests. So I went and did that. And huh? I'm glad what? I'm glad <laughs> to say that my hearing uh, is up to snuff. But beyond that, like you mentioned earlier, a bunch of breakout sessions where some of them maybe uh, had some breakthrough moments. Who knows? Uh, the breakout sessions were anywhere from uh, strengthening your marriage to uh, um, oh, if you want to be an announcer, you know, kind of like what we're doing here. If you want to be a color analyst, if you want to get branding, yeah, branding. was another one. Yep, you're right, you're right. Uh, what was um, gosh? There's so many of them, so many good ones. You too. Know, Mark Eaton spoke. What was his uh, public speaking? It was about public yeah, speaking, about how to be because he is very, yeah. very good public speaker. They they had a fellow there that had what about the size of that bike they had? There? Yeah. Yeah, this bike that was as tall as can be, and they had seven foot four. 
uh, Mark Eaton riding on it. It looked like he was an eight-year-old boy again. You know, it fit him perfectly. Yeah, I couldn't get my phone out fast enough to videotape it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of great interviews. We had a booth set up uh, right, mm-hmm. in, right in the registration in the Legends Lounge where everybody registered and got a lot of great video content. Um, it was... Um, it was a spectacle for sure. And it's, and the best part about it, in my opinion, cause I'm very novice to this. Like I've just, I'm riding on the coattails at this point. I've, I've only, um, really been a part of this for what a better part of two months, maybe. Uh, and just seeing all of these older guys, older NBA players come in and like this, it truly is a fraternity. And it, it, you told me and you preached it and, and we've talked, we've had people on right. and, uh, it, it, you couldn't really, like just grasp it until you saw it. All these guys that either played with each other, played against each other. Keith Kloss was there, and he yeah. he was just talking crap like you guys had you know hung out every day for the last five years. Yeah, yeah. So and when you do see these guys, it's like you you know you you've seen them. You, you just go right back to where you were before, and it's just big hugs. How you been? Catch up to them, and then every time you go back, you get to repeat it every time. Yeah. And they add more and more players. We had more WNBA players now than we've ever had involved, and they were the life of the party. You know, I know that they rented out one of these places it's called Light. And it was the uh, um, oh the little uh, nightclub nightclub yeah I guess that'd be what you call it the nightclub that's connected Mandalay Bay and they had that rented out for us for like three hours it was just our place and I, I'll, I'll let you know at one point there was a dance off and uh, <laughs> I think I'm not sure but I think Willie Burton won <laughs> I know this much the guy from Kaplan <laughs> he, he was dancing so much he wanted me to just sign up and join and start because his job was over it was now time to party. <laughs> But all that being said, uh, I had my uh, boy Randall Bowl was out there taking pictures, and he had it all set up there, and, and he went all over the whole conference, and he takes pictures for Rebound Magazine, has ever since the very beginning. So I had my own guy there uh, that was has been there for every year, yeah. and, and he knows all the guys too, so he's running around making sure that he's getting the best pictures possible. The best part of that is you know, we have access to all these wonderful pictures. It actually gets you know chronicled. We get it. We get to keep it, and not everyone gets that, so he's going to be sending me some links about all the pictures of all the fun that we had yeah, but, uh, what a whirlwind yeah and i mean it, it 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 ranges the spectrum is from you know hall of famers to guys that only played in the league for three or four years in the yeah. 60s mm-hmm. so yep, you, you yep. get all walks of life and everybody has being able being able to talk basketball with these guys because everybody i mean obviously nobody plays in the nba anymore so it, everybody has their own stance on what the nba has become and what it was like in their day before the three-point line yeah. in the aba mm-hmm. playing at western kentucky with those two yeah. those two crazy guys that yeah. i interviewed that had known each other since they were five and they yeah. wanted to let everybody know like it was it, uh, you know zero it, carrier um was one of them yep and uh, he was he's an auctioneer that's right oh that's right that's right <laughs> uh, but I mean he averaged like 30 points and 20 rebounds yeah and, uh, and he starts talking. he told me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he starts talking about those days and it's just amazing to me to just you know these these old gentlemen and he's got to be 75 oh, yeah. or something you know he's he's kind of walking around slow and you know who the players are you know, they're kind of getting you know kind of gimping around some mm-hmm. of them you know with knee replacements whatever else have you but uh, all of them have stories and all of them have great stories yeah I mean that was the crazy part that John yeah. Thomas was another guy yeah. that, that was interviewed, and he had a limp. Yeah, you know, and he's one of the younger guys. Yeah. I mean, he's maybe forty. Yeah, you know, not even I don't even think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he he's young, and mm-hmm. it's and then you have seventy-five-year-old guys that are running around still working out at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so really, it it shows how much of a uh, Russian roulette 
uh, professional sports are with regards to your body. Yeah. Uh, 888-346-9144. Give us a call if you have uh, anything to say. I, the NBRPA has a lot of great things to offer. There are upcoming events um, on the docket, and we will be uh, previewing them in the upcoming weeks. Um, that we were actually talking about in our in our pre-show meeting that there are a couple of really exciting ones that are coming up that yes. are kind of in the uh, in the first trimester stage, yep. if I can say that. So yep. it's not really to be brought out to the open yet. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to be along well, for the ride. This is more on the sleep apnea side. So I was talking to Roy Green yeah. the other day, and 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 I, he's doing some wonderful things with the former NFL players, and and I know he's got an event coming up real soon. And you know, since being the president of the Phoenix chapter here, you know, it's a 501c3, so we try to find ways to give back. But one of the ways we give back are to our own players. Sure. So our, you know, so we're trying to find ways to make sure that they can be brought through this program and make sure that sleep apnea is is really the first part of the heart screening. So the heart screening is what the NBA is very aware of and they got a program in place to do so but even before the heart screening there should be a sleep apnea study and they're learning more and more these NFL players like 50% of them are suffering from sleep apnea yeah. you know and that goes into the heart attack you know so they're saying they're trying to find ways to give make sure these former pro athletes are taken care of and I'm always all about that so I'll certainly make sure that that is uh, we're involved with it in one way shape or form. Yeah and it's it's interesting because yeah, I mean, the more you weigh, the better chance you. And no matter what, I mean, it's a lot. I'm sure of a lot of it is linemen, offensive and defensive linemen right. that you need. And I think that I mean, I haven't got a uh, sleep study yet, but it, I, it's. I, I'm pretty sure that I uh, that I suffer from it as well. Some of these people that have the heart attacks in the night, uh, most recently Mo, um, you know, uh, he was definitely they say suffered from apnea, sleep apnea, and wasn't you know really diagnosed or or being treated for it. So they're trying to be proactive, and it's just another program. I know the NFL has found successful. I just got to figure out a way how we can get this going with the NBA players. And you know, there's a process, and I have to muddle through it. But I know this much: I'm behind anything that's going to help these athletes, you know, remain healthy. And it doesn't matter if. You you're heavier even if it's fatter these guys just have muscles he was yeah. telling me about their necks how their necks are so big and that when they lay back at night that it kind of closes off their esophagus and they they just fall asleep so and they have catch these, a break yeah they have these uh, episodes then where even your stomach gets involved to wake you up but he went on and on and on he had me uh, knowing that he wanted me to get checked out why not you know just like i did the free dna thing up there and mm -hmm. i got the blood test and all that and the ear hearing thing i definitely want to take advantage of everything that's you know out there and available to make sure that you're healthy and, and living a good life. And this is something that the NBRPA provides. Yeah. You know, through one avenue or another, mm -hmm. the doors are opened. If it's not in-house, like we've seen, like we saw a bunch of things the last couple of days at the uh, the World Conference, I mean, it's it'll open up doors because everybody wants to help. And, and anytime you can get your product behind the NBRPA and Rebound Magazine and things in that regard that are established and that obviously are, are you know, non-profit and, and want to help people uh, further their lives after basketball, I don't know why everybody wouldn't jump on board. And it seems like that in the upcoming months and uh, years, the NBRP will have event after event in an effort to do so. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. And every year it gets better and better. They have a new, uh, they just signed a new contract with the NBA, which was bringing in a lot more money. Uh, it actually turned the, uh, the NBRPA from a like $2 million company to more like a $5 million company. Wow. It's, I think it's $21 million in five years is what the new contract is, has been signed. So we're really excited about 
being able to put that money towards helping uh, former pro athletes and helping the community since it too is a nonprofit. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to be able to have this, uh, to be during this time where, you know, this new negotiation has come through and uh, we're excited about the, the new contract. And, and one thing that I did notice is it went, it, the whole event went very fluidly. Now, also what I noticed is that there are a lot of things that are changing on the go for, for, um, for expansion. And you can tell that things are moving quickly, more quickly than people may have uh, initially imagined. And these are, these are very good, quote-unquote, problems to have, that you have more, you have more members, you have more people wanting to help, you have more events getting created. You know, it's, it, it, w- more ideas begat more ideas. And when you have a lot of people that have a common goal and want to help not only themselves and, and new uh, retired players... And little and, and old retired players that are going through stuff, you can see a vibrant a vibrancy in the air, and everybody's excited to be there. And you can tell that everybody is ready to be a part of the next big thing, yeah. especially with the NBA, which is what pretty much everybody knows. Well, I tell you this with much. the NBRPA, it, it, it was more transparent this time. It, we had such a big crew there. there it was the well, best attended ever, so we set records on on the best attendance. We have the most members ever. We're now up to eight hundred fifty five, and that's like quadrupled in, in just the last few years. Yeah. So this momentum is there. Being the president, I got pulled into so many side meetings about opportunities, about marketing, about uh, you know programs that are going on out there, about you know uh, new stadiums being built. You know what I mean? And about all these uh, <laughs> uh, different apps that are available. You know, I mean, I was excited just to be able to be in the mix and be able to take it all in. And it was so much information. My head was spinning by the end of it all. So I'm looking forward to kind of muddling through all the information I learned while I was up there and making the why decisions moving forward as it all you know can, it pertains to you know these athletes as it pertains to our organization as it pertains to giving back you know so again it, it was just so much fun yeah and, you know I could just talk on and on and on about our time up there but I um, I um, I digress a bit I uh, I just know that it uh, it's not going to be soon enough until we have our next one yeah no it's true <laughs> you know? so what between you and me what uh <laughs> what would you like to see progress first? Oh, okay. I'm putting you on the spot well, here. But I mean, they're pushing really hard for uh, um, health insurance. Okay. So I know that's like a universal health yes. insurance for everybody that's a member. Yes. Okay. Yes, and that's that's tough, and they've been battling that, and they've been going to the underwriters for years, really. But most recently, they they think they're going to come to an agreement. It has to include everybody, and they're trying to include the young guys too. So they're even trying to get the current players that are playing, and and that's going to be unique because uh, that's how the underwriters make it work. You know, so everyone has to be involved to make it really, really work. And it costs too much money for the organization themselves to do it. So they're trying to find ways to underwrite it. And so that was a major topic, and they're really trying to push towards that. They're also trying to shore up a better relationship with the Players Association. Mm-hmm. So those are two things that are, are are in need. There's also a marketing aspect, I think, that we're missing. So that's really why Rebound exists. You know, I'm trying to fulfill those gaps. So I'm glad, in a way, 
it does, you know, there is a need for that, or else we wouldn't have Rebound Magazine, you know, TV and radio. So it, it excites me to be able to, to fill those voids. Uh, but first and foremost is, is, can we get, you know, health insurance for these guys? Because some of them are gimping around, some of them can't afford it, you know, and maybe we can even have grants where those who can't afford it, we can get them to afford it, you know. So there might be a variety of ways to help those that don't have the money, but also have be covered under health insurance. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see the, the transition between the uh, NBA Players Association and, and the NBRPA, how much the NBA Players Association is wanting and willing to help. Because, I mean, there is money everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NBA is making more and more money every day, oh, yeah. That, that uh, which I'm sure might spurn uh, some of the older players. I'm not speaking for anybody. This is my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, that it might spurn a little bit, not not the salaries because that is you can't be upset about that because that's how it's going to be. But the amount of money that was that's been uh, uh, that they've gotten for the new TV deal and all this stuff. The NBA is not close to the NFL, you know, but yeah. it's but it's moving in that direction. You know, it's not moving away from it. So there's going to be more money that, that's to be had and, and more opportunities to invest or donate or grant money to other things. And this might be the perfect time with the expansion of the NBRPA that, that there could be a, a nice little link <clears throat> pardon me, between the two. Definitely. Uh, I know that we need to get to the younger guys, too. They need to understand that they're not going to play basketball forever, and there's there's a need for mentorship. You know, and of course, as they're young, they don't think that they need that mentorship because they're young, and neither did I when I was young. Mm-hmm. But still, we need to just be in front of them and get in front of their faces and let them know, hey, look, man, your career is a flash in the pan. I don't care if it's 10 years or 10 minutes. It is. It goes so fast, and you're one injury away. So just be prepared. Make sure that you're ready to make that transition, especially you know when you think you can play forever it's not true you know you can't 888-346-9144 Alex Clancy Matt Fish in studio follow Matt at Rebound Talk email him at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com not Rebound Radio like it says in the intro on the other side we'll talk more about the NBRPA what the future might hold and what the LGBTQ community and the Charlotte Hornets not having the All-Star Game anymore have in common hmm. Alex Clancy Matt Fish we'll be right back We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. 
View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. 888-346-9144. Heavy NPR, NBR, NBRPA show. Man, I think I was 100 out of 100 until that one. Um, NBRP, National Basketball Retired Players Association. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the NBA Legends World Conference out in Vegas that we both attended a couple days ago. I didn't see Matt for 80% of it, which is a good thing. Uh, he wasn't at the tables. I promise you that. He's not yeah. a gambler. He, um, he was in all the breakout sessions. He was talking to all of these guys that are way taller than me uh, that played in the NBA. Chris Gatling, Cedric Sabalos were there. It's interesting because that's, those are the guys that I kind of grew up watching. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up, I watched you, believe it or not. Um, but I would watch, you know, Ced and, and Gatling. Gatling had that little lefty jumper that yeah. he was always on my fantasy team with, with, the, uh, with the headband that he wore weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, but it's, it was into Charles Smith. Like, it was interesting to see these guys also. This is well, like the next tier. This is your tier. Oh, I want to hear the story. <laughs> I want to hear the story. Um, this is the next tier of guys. So yeah. when the next retiring crew comes in, you can see that the recruiting of these guys, of Gatling and Seddon and, and, and Charles Smith, being in the NBRPA will, and you, will help these younger crew that watch them play, oh, if they're doing this, this is probably a good idea. Because these are the guys that were the veterans when I came into the league as a rookie. So I think that that will help have it grow even more exponentially than it has in the past couple years. Cherokee Park. Cherokee. That was the best interview I did. <laughs> was it? He was the coolest. Really? He was, because, you know, he looks all rough and tough. And, like, he's looking at me. He's tatted from head to toe. Yeah. Uh, he, he, had the, he had the long locks that he still has. Cherokee yeah. Parks, uh, freshman at Duke in 92 when, they, yeah. when, uh, when Christian Leitner hit the shot against Kentucky with a perfect pass by Grant Hill. And then uh, he got drafted by the Mavericks, and he played nine years. And I think he took a three-year sabbatical and then went and played in France for three years. Mm. And that was one of the most interesting questions I asked him was, what was it like to get back? And uh, did you belong there when you went back? And he was like, I needed to get the rest of the juice out of me before I really realized that it was time to go. And he was very candid. He brought his son with him, who is also 6'5 at the age of 17. Right. Uh, it, that was probably the most rewarding one for me. Um, he had a heart aneurysm a couple yeah, of years ago. Right. Yeah, right. We, we talked about that right before we mic'd him up for the interview. And he, he's really thin, you know, and he goes, really, that's my weight. And I was asking how much he weighed, and I think it was like 220 or something. So he bulked up to play basketball. Yeah. And he bulked up to like 250 or 60 when he was playing the game. And, and it's, for me, I was always trying to go the opposite way. I was always trying <laughs> to lose weight. So to me, to see how narrow he was, and then his son, too, you know, both of them narrow. But he said, yeah, that's just that's just him. That's really what he carries is the 220. So and I got another one for you. I got, you know, when you were talking about earlier, Keith Kloss. Yeah. You know, he's... Seven foot three, mm-hmm. two twenty. Yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, that blows me Skinny away. Skinny and big boy. Skinny, yeah. And I'm, you know, six eleven, maybe six ten and a half now, probably. <laughs> and three hundred. 
I bet I look like a football player next to him. He's so long and lanky. He was but, uh, yeah. what a great guy. He even shared his story about going through. You know, he he said he signed his contract under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, so I he went down it. this whole path of alcoholism, and and you know, he he really struggled, but he got three years in the NBA and kind of hit some rock bottom. But he was a great interview as well. Then you talk about. Uh, um, Chris Gatlin and I played ball against Chris in college. So I was at UNC Wilmington and he was at Old Dominion and we played them at Old Dominion. And I remember going in there. The funny part is, is that he's left-handed and I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really used to playing against the lefty because mm-hmm. there's just not a lot of them, especially yeah. centers. And he's left-handed. So here we are kind of running into each other the whole game. And he goes, Fish, I remember playing against you. You used to pull and grab. You'd hold me down. You'd trip me. He was telling me all this stuff. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. How else would I keep up with you just joking around? Yeah. But, uh, it was kind of funny to hear his view on my game and him. I was just trying to keep up with him all the time. And like you said, he had a nice little hook shot with his left hand. Yeah. So did I. So we yeah. kind of we kind of battled uh, battled it out. But it was so funny to us running into each other all game long. Yeah, but he's undersized, right? I mean, he's six eight. Yeah, I'd say six. So he's eight, nine. six I mean, nine. Six, nine. Yeah. yeah, he's. he's at you, least but six, you nine. look a lot taller than him. Do I? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I he's, think I'm wider than him. I'm yeah. built different. His legs yeah. are super long. Yeah. My legs aren't that long. Yeah, he's got long arms. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Super yeah. long arms. Remember, he played really good defense. Yeah. But yeah, so it, another thing that that really took me aback was the lack of ego, at all, you know. And that was and listen, listen, people, uh, athletes, and people in the media. As a whole, you know, that have the camera on them all the time, get a bad rap initially because they're all uh, thought of as egomaniacal. Right. You know, and a lot of them are, or some of them are. I don't know. I've never read yeah. any static stats on it. There's nothing, nothing really you can quantify there. But there's a persona that too I noticed that when you're playing, it's almost like if the camera's on and you do something, you're almost expected to act a certain way. Sure. So you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you tend to follow a way you start acting and, and then almost like you have to stick with it at times. Yeah. yeah and being these tough guys off and all court. that stuff. Yeah. Get them off the court and they're super cool, super nice. You know what I mean? But it was just kind of how they decided to present themselves on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, they felt like it made their game uh, bigger than it you know would if it wouldn't have been that big personality behind it. Yeah. And so I've, I find that some of that being true because when I see some people on TV and watch their game and how they play, I think, what a jerk. And then I get them, you know, in front of them one-on-one, and they're the nicest person in the world. So it's interesting that some of that happens. But I'll tell you this much, you're right. The group of guys there are all, you can come up to any of them. You see me, I'm hugging half of them, you know, and high-fiving them, and they're going by punching me, and, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just all having such a good time that uh, we're we're all grinning from ear to ear and uh, all after the same thing, and that's just basically to make sure that everyone's doing okay, you know, and if there's any way they can help, they will, you know, and uh, uh, just basically saying, hey, hey, uh, it's great to see you, you know, and that's the first thing that comes to everyone's mind. It's the fraternizing, fraternizing, and then all the other stuff happens on top of it. Yeah. But it's first when you see somebody, it's just like, hey, you know, get them in there, give them a big old, you know, hey, you know, hug or half man hug or however you do it, but just let them know that you're there for them. You got another brother out there. It's such a small fraternity, those who've made it to the highest level, you know, so you have things in common, you, you know, you can talk about things, and it's just, it's just, and you're everyone's eye to eye, too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel at home. for me. <laughs> Jesus. Everyone, you can see people <laughs> yeah i got a dwight davis hug so my my weekend was complete uh it, and so during during the interviews that you and i did it, yeah. nobody sh- shied away from any questions you know and i you asked poignant questions and i followed your lead because i i felt that i was uh in, in a in an arena that it wouldn't be looked at as disrespectful 
if people are going through addictions or money problems or family tr- problems or job problems or whatever, they talked about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it, yes, we did keep most of it lighthearted. What are you doing now? Mm-hmm. You know, we talked a little bit about the transitionary period, but you could tell that all of those guys in that room and women, sorry, all the guys and women in that room, yep. the women in the WNBA, um, they accepted everything that they had done in their lives up to that point. Good, bad, indifferent. Right. They accepted everything, and now they're taking that whole basket and moving on with it. And that's something that young guys don't have. It comes with age. It, it has to come with age, you know, because it's either it's somebody else's fault, or you know, it was it was the amount of money that I made that that caused me to do this, or you know, whatever reasons. I'm not putting it, reasons in people's mouths, but any question that I asked was answered without even a breath afterwards. Nice. And it's well, and same with you. I mean, you you. You took the reins, and I just you know followed after. And it was just interesting. George Lynch was very because yeah. George Lynch is now uh, a coach at SMU, and I was in. For those of you right. who don't know, they have major sanctions due to infractions that were under Larry Brown's uh, tenure, and now Larry Brown is no longer a coach there. So uh, he went from George Lynch went from scouting, I think, player personnel to actually being an assistant coach. And I asked him right flat out, "I'm like, what's it like?" What's it like to know you're not going to make the tournament? Right. What's it like to know that you're not, you're not going to get the scholarships you want? How do you teach your guys to go into practice every day knowing that the end game is not the end game from every other college because you're not going to have a chance to win a national championship this year? And he was very cool. I thought that he might have walked away. <laughs> but when you want, but you get, it, just, it just shows that the ego's yeah. gone, and, and yeah. this is really people want to help as many people as they can. And, yeah. and it, was, it, it rang superfluously true uh, when we were there. Well, I, I found the same to be true. When I was interviewing, people would talk about, you know, whatever you asked them, they would just be more than happy to just share. Yeah. You know, and, and all of them have such great stories that it didn't matter what you asked them, it was fun to hear their answers. You know, so that's why I enjoy, because I learn every time I go and have an interview, every interview that happens, I learn. I don't know. I don't know what they're up to now. You know, I kind of have my, when I saw them, my window of time when I saw them play. But now, who are you? You know, what are you about? Uh, of course, like to have the background going into it but we were more on the fly when we were up there so it's a different approach you know so you're kind of like trying to pull things out that they want to talk about but I don't want to steer anything necessarily because right. I want them to right. come from them mm-hmm. I want them to control the, what they want to say so I don't want to step on their toes I don't, I don't want to be a media and, and steer it somewhere you know that it doesn't need to go and really it's your interview to talk about what you want to talk about too but it just it's just so gracious to have these guys open up you know and talk about the things that they do talk about and you're right many of them talked about some things that are t- difficult to talk about but or were difficult for them to talk about but aren't, aren't now anymore. it's very streamlined it's, it's very it's, seamless it's a mentorship thing i think when they get to that age to just think okay if i talk about it maybe i'll help somebody and if it helps one person then it's worth talking yeah. about i went through it you know what i mean so they, they just totally just you know mercy to the court and it's great totally and, and dwight davis was the first smack in the face of that with us because we had him on last week we had him on for the whole hour pretty much mm-hmm. and he talked about addiction, mm-hmm. about being homeless for mm-hmm. a time, yep. about getting divorced and then remarried and, you know, having a great family. And it's still not being enough to keep his life together. Right. You know, and it was, it, it was such a paradox of a person with having things that a lot of, you know, not a lot, that a lot of humans don't have is a, is a good, strong household growing up yeah. and he did and he still got he's into coke still, yeah. and, 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 and you know everything and booze and all that stuff because he couldn't handle it I'll take I'll give you my take on Dwight Dwight also you know 
he went through all these uh, issues and problems, but uh, you know, found a way to bounce back. But when he brought up, it's important who you choose as a mate. It could be one of the biggest decisions of your life. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that when you're in love, too. You know what I mean? Or you think you are, or, you know, this is the person for me. Right. And so I thought it was really cool when he talked about, hey, man, it's half your dough if you get picked the wrong one, or a lot of stress, or a lot of drama. And maybe some people are looking for that, but I'm, you know, as I, as I age, you know, yeah. I, I look for less and less drama in sure. my life. So for him to, to talk about that, I thought that was a really good point. I really like that, that, you know, you got to be selective. Really selective of who you want to spend the rest of your life with, or some of the worst things could happen. Yeah, so, you know, and, it was neat. yeah, and the intellect in the room strewn about is was, you know, it was great. Everybody had very poignant things to say, and regardless of if people were seventy five or if they were thirty five, thirty six, like John Thomas is, you have um, so much knowledge about the game of basketball that, and, and you know, and, and life skills at this point that it, it's been really. My my tying a bow on my whole thing is that it surpassed anything that I expected it to be. You know, and I, that wasn't to negate initially that it wasn't going to be like that. Right. I didn't know what to experience. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous when I walked in, and then 20 minutes in, I felt like that I was a former NBA player talking to people like I'd been there forever because everybody's so welcoming. You know, and it's it, right. I, it was great. And I and I, you know, I really appreciated you having a chance to see it uh, and 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 that really is a catalyst to have a better understanding of yeah and so it was great to have you up there as well and it was great to be able to tie you in i know you you're great at your interviews and you did really really good and i really appreciate all your assistance and come well, do that but i mean it's i it, i finally i appreciate it but i i i finally get what rebound magazine's about mm-hmm. you know i mean i wasn't faking it to this point um because, you know, I read the magazine and I listen to you talk every week and I look it up and I do the research and stuff. But I think that it was delayed because we actually started this show right in the middle of the NBA playoffs. So it wasn't the forefront like it should have been. Yep. And then that was just kind of like the boom. Okay, this is what this show's going to be. Well, I'm glad that we're kind of getting to the nuts and bolts. You know, I could have had definitely somebody on the show today, but it feels like I want to set those listeners up to what to expect from this show. And it's really going to be interviews and really delving into, you know, what the NBRPA does, but beyond that, what it's done to these players, how they've given back, what their journey was like. Because if they share their journey, because they all have an interesting journey to the top, then we just all learn something new. And every single time, and I've said it a million times, as soon as I have an interview, I learn so much from every. Yeah. Interview. Yeah, and even if you don't know the names of the people we're talking about, because I didn't know a lot of the guys that I interviewed because it was before my time, mm-hmm. but I was immediately connected with that. It sounds very kumbaya-ish, and it's not supposed to because we're men, you know? We don't kumbaya, but the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was... It was great. So check out voiceamerica.tv. We have, I think we got like 15 interviews, something around there. I think so. 15 interviews. Check it out. Even if you don't know the name of the person under the video in which you're about to hit play, on which you're about to hit play, Watch it. Well, we we got some great content on the 20th year of the WNBA, and we have uh, um, uh, also the 90th year of the Harlem Globetrotters. So both those things, I know that they're going to put up. I know if they haven't already, they've got them up. Well, and Chew is is probably my favorite. Yeah? Yeah, Chew. Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was... Yeah, he was he was so genuine and so because he never played in the NBA, right? You know, right? He played in a small junior college, right, or a, a small college in uh, in the East Coast, yep. on the East Coast, and then he joined the Harlem Globetrotters, and 
he went, he traveled 50 countries, you know, and, and lived, lived a life that, you know, making kids smile. Yeah. And bringing awareness to, you know, you know, to things. And it was using the game of basketball yeah, and make a as, difference in the world. Cause it's one, it's another universal language. Yep. You know, you can't say that about all sports. So please check out voiceamerica.tv. There's a lot of great content, and there will be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out now because there's a lot of great to- content now. But we probably put another, I don't know, 90 minutes, 120, 150 minutes. Well, it's all fa- fascinating to me. And, and, you know, I haven't even had a chance to go through it all. We just got back. You know, so I'm, yeah. look- I'm looking forward to going through yeah, all of it, learning and, 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 and seeing everything that, that's going on. They should be up tomorrow. I talked okay. to our, to our uh, okay. production crew. They should be up tomorrow. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, tomorrow if not Friday. That's an unbelievable turnaround. So, you know, they're excited. I know Voice America is excited. I know we're excited. And I know that our time up there was very uh, worth our time up there. And I'm just glad that we did it. And I'll just continue to put more content every single day and every single week as yeah. we can. Yeah, and thanks to Jeff Spinard, Luke oh, yeah, Spinard, and, uh, and Randy Jackman yep. for yep. making our jobs easy. Yeah. You know? I agree. I mean, yours wasn't. Yeah, you, you were running around. But, like, I, all I had to do was sit there and they'd put a mic on me and I'd just talk. I was glad I could rope in those good uh, interviews. You know, have yeah. Anybody I asked, they'd come over. They're a pretty you know, good an team. Interview. We even got some interviews with some of the sponsors there. Yeah. There was a schoolyard. Oh, my God, How yeah. schoolyard? These one? guys, schoolyard all-stars. All That's stars. what it is. Schoolyard all- yeah. These two Aussie fellows yes. that were hell-bent on the fact that I was related to Matthew Dellavedova, <laughs> which I wasn't too keen on. Um, I still think their accents are fake. It's not my fault. Um, but we had them on. They, yeah. they uh, turn so that... They just started their business last year, and they want to take a former NBA athlete and redo and you know refurbish their high school jersey and sell them. And ten percent of the proceeds go to the high school that yep. the the specific high school that the uh, former athlete went to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- see great things for them. I think Nick and uh, I can't remember the Dane. other guys. Nick and Dane. Dane Jensen. So Aussie. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> Uh, I want an accent. Cool. Yeah, but it was great. But that was just one of them. I mean, yep. so many great things. It was very kumbaya I don't care. It was a manly kumbaya session <laughs> for two days. We're trying to further well, and better talking, everything. When we're talking pro athletes and, you know, we're talking, you know, all these things that they did uh, when they were younger. It's it's interesting to, to – they've all just started delving into, hey, I did this, I did that. And I, you just sat back and you're amazed. Yeah. You're like, how could one person do all these things? I know uh, Del Carrier was tell Daryl Carrier was telling me, and this was just totally off, you know, the record. We were just standing in the hallway. How did you make your money? He kind of asked me, and I go, "Well, you know, I haven't made any." You know, joke around. <laughs> he goes, "This is what I did when I first started playing back in 1964." He goes, "I uh, I, I made." Uh, $5,600 a year. But I, it wasn't enough. We had to have other jobs. So I was a teacher. So I had $3,800 that I made teaching, and I put all that money away. So for two, three years in a row, I just put that money in and was a teacher and just lived off my teaching. Then I made $15,000 one year. I signed a contract for $15,000, took that money, bought a little bit of land right along the highway. So then I started, like, developing that land. And I started, you know, and he goes, then I got into real estate. And then I started, you know, he's just like, telling me all these different stories about how he walked through his life. He's 74, I think, years old. Yeah, and in a matter of three minutes, it was just like, wow, what a fun ride. We'll be back. We're going to talk LGBTQ and its and its um, and its problem in North Carolina. Alex Clancy, Matt Fishing Studio. We'll be right back. 
Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Final segment, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. You can email Matt at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com, not Rebound Radio. Mm -hmm. Follow him on Twitter at Rebound Talk for all things NBRPA and Rebound Magazine. Like the Facebook page, NBA Legends, Rebound Magazine, many different avenues in social media, so it's your fault if you don't look at it because there's a lot of great content and uh, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't do so. So we've talked to NBRPA in the world, uh, the NBA Legends Conference for the majority of the show so far. Let's... uh, um, switch gears to something that just came across the wire. NBA.com reports that the 2000 er, that the 2017 All Star Game will be moved from Charlotte, North Carolina, due to its um, LG, LGBTQ law. Um, and we'll talk about what we think in a moment. But what does the law do, or the bill, I should say? Uh, according to ABCNews.com. Uh, the law bars local municipalities from creating their own rules prohibiting discrimination in public places based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Uh, there's not a statewide, or it has a statewide non-discrimination uh, law, but the non-discrimi- non-discrimination law does not include or protect LG- LGBTQ people. So what this necessarily entails, it directs public schools, government agencies, and uh, public college campuses to require that multiple occupancy bathrooms and changing facilities such as locker rooms be designated for use only by people based on their biological sex stated on their birth certificate. Transgender people uh, people can uh, use the bathroom and changing facilities that correspond to their gender identity only if they get the biological sex on their birth certificate changed. End quote. So this obviously is how easy is that to change? Not. Uh, I would think it'd be tough. Um, Why is such a law? That's so ridiculous. the 
this has been a hot uh, button issue for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's really only come to the forefront in the past couple of years with the LGBT, LGBTQ awareness mm-hmm. um, as seen as, you know, not a minority, but as a, as a sect that, uh, that, that people are now, you know, gay marriage and everything that people are uh, up in arms about, which is um, so. ridiculous, yeah, right you know, so. in, in my opinion. Yeah. So the NBA is making the correct move. Uh, again, in my opinion, yeah, and I think yeah, Matt's opinion yeah. too, yep, to move the All Star Game. They uh, won't. Hey, they won't. It's you don't think so? It'll be in Charlotte. It's going to be in Charlotte. They, <laughs> it'll be in Charlotte. You can say they. Why they, would they come out with a statement if it wasn't? Because they're, they're, it'll be in Charlotte. They're going to find a way to make it in Charlotte. They'll just have to change the law. They'll just have to change the law. But I think it'd be a lot easier to move the All Star Game than to change the uh, law. I don't. It's gonna ha- it's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna it's gonna go through. I there's just no way you can just move it like it's just it's gonna happen in Charlotte. Well, they have so much time. They haven't they haven't started setting up for the All Star game yet. I know. I'm just telling you it's gonna be in Charlotte. They can say all they want, but they're gonna get this right. Come on, man, this is America. Who's gonna get it right? Stupid. North Carolina. North Carolina. They're gonna change that. They come on, man. I went to North Carolina Wilmington and they are a little backwards out there. I'll guarantee it. I went yeah. out there as a as a freshman in college and saw uh, on TV a KKK march. I couldn't believe it. Being from Iowa, I was like, where am I? Did I just go back 50, 60 years? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I know this was in the eighties, and I don't know if it still happens. I haven't been out there for a while, but North Carolina had better get it right. <laughs> They're gonna get it right. They have to get it right. That's the correct statement. That the first two are arbitrary. The last one I agree with. Um, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm not flabbergasted by anything anymore. You know, with how the world's gone crazy, quote unquote. I mean, that's like a common thread that's going through uh, social media and everything. It's you stay in your room and lock the doors, and then you'll be fine. Uh, which probably isn't true either. But with regards to this, this is a huge step in the right direction for professional uh, f- uh, corporations just to begin with, let alone sports um, in and of themselves. Well, the commissioner definitely did the right thing. Yeah. Well, and we'll see if you don't think it's going to stick. Mm. Well, I think it'll be in North Carolina because I think they North Carolina has to get it right. Okay, so you think that you think the North Carolina will change the law because yeah. the All Star Game is gone? Well, even if they have to amend it, even if they have to just somehow figure out to get it through quicker, so they're going to. So, they're so, gonna, they, so because they'd lose a lot of money if it wasn't there. We just found out about this, right? North Carolina's on their heels. They didn't actually think they were going to do it. Yeah, I knew they were going to do it. Yeah. I knew they were going to back out of this thing if they didn't change the law. But now I believe North Carolina's reeling. They don't want to miss out on this great opportunity to showcase their state. They just needed to make it a better. A bigger stage, a, a, a story almost. Go ahead and pull it, and then we'll do the right thing. That's how I see it well, going. We'll see. I mean, that's very fairy ish I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, and when you say sh- showcase their state, money. Yeah. That, that's what showcasing your state is. Well, there's, there's money, but at the same time, they want to show that North Carolina can put on a good event. Yeah. They can pull off such a thing that, yes, it's a great state to be, and yes, we do take money. Yeah, and I think that the uh, the World Cup and Olympics have jaded everybody. They've jaded me because how do people get this? How much it, was it bid on? Was it all this like, bid on? How much money was in the envelope? All that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure it was a check because you can't fit that many hundred dollar bills in an envelope. But listen, I hope you're right. Uh, they're they're talking New Orleans, as I said before. Um, New Orleans is a happy-go-lucky place. I believe the All Star Game has been there before. Yeah, they just had it there um, three All Star Games ago. Yeah, I think, something like that. Uh, 
I'm not sure exactly what uh, Adam Silver is thinking right now. Because he, Adam Silver, got all the credit in the world, and maybe it had to do with him just becoming a commissioner at the time when he banned um, uh, uh, Donald Sterling yeah. forever from the NBA and find him, you know, the max amount that he could find him, which was, uh, you know, what Donald Sterling could find under his couch cushion. Uh, but we'll see. Because it will show true grit if he moves it even if they don't change the law, even if they do change the law. Because, you know, nope, sorry, too little, too late. That's uh, great that you're actually I, with the rest of us in 2016 and not back in the 40s when, uh, when this kind of behavior was... Uh, encouraged, but you know what? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And if you, if you amend it, no. If you if you uh, completely take it away, maybe. But no, we're gonna take it to somewhere where everybody loves everybody. To quote Jackie Moon, <laughs> that's that's what it is. And that's that's what I hope Adam Silver does. Yeah. And he has the cojones. We've seen it before. Oh, I don't think it'll go back. If if North Carolina does not change their law, no. it will not go no, back. No, but if, if he, they do change their law, they still don't deserve it. In uh-huh. in my opinion, because it was already here. Yeah, it's not it. It's not like they were warned too. They were warned, and they didn't change the law. I think yeah. It would have been so easier okay, so on. they changed it. Oh, you know what? Now now it's totally going to be looked at as a money grab. If they change it now, because now it's like, oh, we're not going to get the All-Star game. So I know it's not a direct correlation between the two. It probably is. It lo- it'll look like it at this point. And we'll see how they act afterwards, if, especially if it doesn't go there. We haven't even gotten a response back from North Carolina, no. have we? No. no, we haven't. We've got a tweet from Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. What did Michael Jordan say? I have it right here. Interesting. Let's see what the MJ said. Michael Jordan uh, reacts to Charlie. This is from ESPN. We understand the NBA's decision. So that... Um, Good. Well, he, he had to say that. <laughs> but that's pretty But, I mean, I believe... I mean, I'm not saying that Michael Jordan is not a, a fan of the LGBTQ community. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to put words says, in his mouth. He just says he understands why he did it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think everybody should, unless you're under the uh, impression that it's okay what North Carolina is doing. Um, Adam Silver is quietly becoming one of the most loved and most hated uh, commissioners <laughs> in, uh, uh, in all sports. And the reason why he's loved is initially Donald Sterling. That will get him through three or four years. Eh, you know what? He messed with this, but... Eh, you know what? And the one that will get it, the leave and sugarcoat, that is all the money that's coming with the new TV deal. So all these guys are getting paid. So that's not going to be an issue anymore, the amount of money the guys are getting paid. So he's, got, he's two for two with that, but the issue is that he's gone the rest of the time. He's nowhere to be found. You know, David Stern, he was, David Stern, in my opinion, was completely egomaniacal. He was very conceited. He was very condescending in interviews because he's like, you know what? I'm the smartest person on the planet, and uh, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to do it how I want and everything. Adam Silver's not like that. He's, he's a lot more quiet. You can tell he's a lot more reserved, but when it comes time to put a mic in front of him and him to make a decision, he makes a damn decision. And so far, I think he's done a great job. He's done a fantastic job. I think so. You know, I think he's one of the best commissioners that there are in any sports right now. I think he's taken over and done a fantastic job. I've watched him being groomed. You know, I'm like, oh, geez, don't, you know, be groomed too much. Or else you'll be just like, you know, him. So, but I think, I really do. I think he's had a pretty good run at it. And I think this is a good, smart move. And I think it's going to be even smarter when North Carolina wises up. Well, hopefully that's what it is. Yeah, I just hope so. I mean, maybe I'm optimistic, you know, 
but and, and maybe this is a good thing to throw out there so we can all be aware of the stupid r- rules that still exist in states like North Carolina, so they can all come into the 20th century or 21st century and just come on, you know. Yeah, even the 20th century, I'll take care. The 20th. You know, not necessarily the 21st. I'll take the 20th. 20th? It, and it also shows how how much uh, professional sports are now blending into government. Right. You look at Tom Brady and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. and he's okay. Let, let let's take a step back here for a second. Tom Brady could have taken his suspension from a game that his employer suspended him. He could take that to the Supreme Court to make a ruling to overrule his commissioner. Which baffles my mind. The two should be, and unfortunately for the NFL, uh, Roger Goodell makes all the decisions, makes all the appeals, and makes all the decisions based upon the appeals. So there's really nothing. He's never going to say he's wrong. But the fact that it bleeds into government like that, and with all the steroid usage in baseball in the 90s and early 2000s, that went to a congressional hearing. You know, so now, at least this is a positive move, in my opinion, by the NBA to not um, reward a state for bad behavior. And that's very rudimentarily said. But, you know, it's your move. Check. Check North Carolina. Yeah. We'll see what you got. And we will see, because time will tell. And every second that goes by, North Carolina looks more and more guilty. So if not by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning that a statement isn't out, which it needs to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's closing time already on the East Coast, and right. at least they have the morning, the, you know, they have through the night to write their statement for whoever is going to say governor or whatever. You can't get this wrong. Mm, I hope they don't. But even if they take it, so say, say hypothetically speaking, they do remove the bill, okay? They, they tear it up and throw it away. How the statement is worded is not equally as important, obviously, but it has to show that there's no remorse in doing so. Because a lot of times in government, they're like, okay, well, this happens, but the way you said it is just, there's just fire around it, like, we don't want to do this. And there, there needs to be so much sugar in this damn thing if they do redact it. Well, it's ridiculous. To make everybody start to forget immediately that it was ever there. I think they need to bring it, I think what they're trying to do is bring it to light so they can kibosh it, so they can get rid of it. That's my hope. My hope is that they're just going to show, hey, we are idiots. So North Carolina <laughs> called the NBA, hey, Move, threaten to move it so we can pull it? Threaten to move it so we can pull it? No. Uh, they certainly uh, were not proactive in, in, in changing any money. No, because why, why would they change it? It's right. their bill. Right. And they that, passed it. I guess they didn't think this, that he'd pull it, and they did. So. Hundreds of millions of dollars are on the line. Oh, man. That's what this is. Oh, that, that's going to be the catalyst in this whole uh, uh, removing of this bill. I want to go to Charlotte. I do. It's right down the road from Let's Wilmington. Let's not be selfish. That's a personal Let's thing. not be selfish. I want to go out there. So North Carolina, get it right. <laughs> Southwest flies to Charlotte. You've <laughs> got to have some frequent flyer miles from when you fly from when you played still. Get it right, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> I want to come out that way. All right. Uh, because it is a great state, but they, they are kind of behind times. Uh, and again, earlier, like I said, that whole, I couldn't believe it. I know it was in 88 or 89, but KKK, yeah. well, come on. That's you know, I'm blown away. And now this comes along. I'm just like, come on, guys. Let's just put it in second gear and pretend like, you know, you didn't get it wrong the first time. And like you said, move all forward. Let's yeah. all move forward. And yeah, I really hope, uh, I really hope it happens. 
We got a job. It's been a good show. We covered all the NBA Legends Conference information that everybody that wasn't there um, missed out on. I was glad we could share, you know, and, and, and there's even more. So if anyone wants to find out anything more, just uh, email me at mattfish at Rebound Magazine, and I'll let you know how it went, and I'll let you know how I can steer any questions that you may have. Follow him at Rebound Talk for more information. Like the NBA Legends and Rebound Magazine page on Facebook. We've got to go. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.